Welcome back. Hey, Bits. So, this is going to be Sci-Fi Story Invasion Part 2. As you can see, we've got a little bit of background noise, but that'll only help. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, make sure to go check out the Nick of Logs channel. Uh, and with that, well, the Nick of Logs channel is on YouTube. That's my other channel. Uh, but, yeah, with that, let's set the stage. Alright, so, from where we last picked off, King George and George Washington were stuck in the alien spaceship. But what they didn't know is that as they were getting sucked up, they were found special. And that they had been the reason that those aliens, or gods, or whatever the heck they might have been, came to Earth. Some of the greatest political war leaders on Earth. As such, they needed to be held somewhere safe and contained. So, all of a sudden, as they were getting sucked up, King George and George Washington, they got transported, or more like their tubes got switched, and they fell into their own custom containment prison. It genuinely looked more like a normal 16-year-old's bedroom than a prison. It was filled with all sorts of posters of equality, uh, a short bed, and strangely enough, some candles. Which appeared to be rather odd. Seeing as, you know, candles were outdated and they used lanterns. As King George and George Washington took a look around the place, George Washington grimaced with a face of anger and disgust. You got us into this mess, he said with a slight temper. What was that, you little pipsqueak, said George, well, King George. I said you got us into this mess. So get us out of it. What? (sighs) No. No, 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 no. Not going to happen. You. It's your fault. You must have been the reason these these peasants have come. (laughs) Hardly likely. He said with slight vigor. As they two looked around, King George noticed something. Odd. They appeared to have some strange, large light tube things. They appeared to be, I don't know, they're just interesting. But George, George Washington, noticed something even further. Wait. Why would they have land or candles here if they have these strange fluorescent lighting tubes? Hmm. Indeed, very odd. Suddenly, a large guard came up. He was hulking at nearly eight feet tall, his muscles bulging, large red eyes with black pupils. <coughs> he grunted. 
come with me. They want to meet you. So reluctantly, the two Georges, wishing not to be squashed by this giant man of a beast, walked and followed. Soon, they were at what appeared to be the head of the ship, the command, the control deck. There were two large, towering aliens. Well, at least that's what King George thought they were. On the other hand, George Washington thought that they may have been disciples or angels of Jesus Christ himself. But neither could really be sure. So, as such, the large hulking beast introduced himself. Hello, he said. My name is Goris, and these are my higher-ups, Jira and Gota. King George looked in disgust upon the two aliens, one of them flowing with long pink hair, a sharp green beaked face, and strangely enough, long boots, and what appeared to be a leather coat, a trench coat to be specific, the kind wore, er, worn by the American side in the war. On the other hand, was the taller of the two, who appeared to be the male. He had short red hair, gleaming eyes, well, crystal blue gleaming eyes, and what appeared to be a large gown that looked exactly, or very close, to what the original King George, King George I, was wearing. Now, if you don't know, King George, or at least the one in this story, is King George III. King George I was the first of his kind. King George III would be his great-grandson. So, they were both utterly confused. Hello, said the short one. Greetings, said the taller one, who appeared to have a deeper but mildly pleasant kind of husky, but again, pleasant voice. So, the two introduced themselves. I am Jiro. Or Jira, sorry. Human language. And I am Jito, the man said with a deep bow. The two slowly made their way over to inspect the strong young men. Hmm, Jito said. This one, the American, he's interesting. He's got a fire in him, a passion. He's cunning. We could use him, you know. Really? Jira said. Slowly, Jira walked over to King George. Ew, you disgusting being, leave me be, he said with much despising vigor. Jira chose to ignore that, and inspected him. Well, this one appears to be completely useless. Ah, very well, said Jito. Goris, clean this up. Well, not George Washington. Or, what was his name again? It was George Washington. 
and despise whoever this strange British leader was. What was his name again? King George III, Jira said. Very good, said Jito. Destroy him. Yes, sir, Goris said, as he stepped up to hammer him. Suddenly, before even King George III could act, George Washington jumped in front of him with a powerful punch to the jaw, knocking Goris back. Very interesting, said Jira. Indeed, said Jito. As they watched the fight ensue, they could see George Washington being pummeled to the ground. Well, the only thing King George was doing was just standing there in shock, realizing that his worst enemy had actually saved his life. This was madness. This was treason. It was unexplainable. And as such, he was unable to move when the final crushing blow came mere inches from his head, from little George Washington's head, now nearly half dead. All of a sudden, it stopped. George Washington, barely seeing through his stuffed up bloody eyes, saw what had happened. Jito, with a hand out, specifically his left hand, had shot what it appeared to be a large, fast laser. What it almost looked similar to the large blue vacuum that had sucked them up. And all of a sudden, Jito was, Jito uh, had been smiling, looking down upon the two. And that's when it hit them. These two weren't just hyper-advanced humans or aliens. These two were immortals. Beings so powerful that they rivaled the gods themselves. They didn't have words to say. Now, in this timeline, there had been a history, or there had been history where essentially the way it worked is in British, uh, like humanity and British idealism, these immortals were essentially like a angel of Jesus himself, a god stronger than almost any other who could rival anything. However, they meant something much more in American idealism. In this universe, these immortal beings were what appeared to be ginormous hulking titans that came into this universe and destroyed everything in sight. And that's how the creation of the universe began. So as you can see, this has started to get sort of interesting. Anyways, back to the story. Uh, King Char or King George III began to scream. Ah! What was that? You brute! You murdered him! As George Washington slowly began to crawl out of the large, enormous crater that had been put in the ship. He realized that the truth was, he was not really against the ideals. He just wanted to be free. And King George simply wanted complete and utter peace. 
again, in this timeline, he's not a complete tyrant. He's just been maddened. But he's still good. He's still kind. And things like that. Anyway. Uh. Jito and Jira decided to keep them there. Maybe just for another night or two. Possibly before killing uh, King George III. And as such, they were returned to their cell. And a smaller, weaker man came through, carrying a large tray of bread, cheese, and grapes, along with various assortments of wine and alcohol. He said, My name is Gretto. Goretto, not Gretto, Goretto. And I will be your new supervisor. Now, I may not be as strong as Goris was, but let me tell you, I am much more cunning. <laughs> then they Then he slid the, cha- the plates of various charcuterie from cheeses to breads to grapes and wines and alcohol under the door. As the two, King George and George Washington, slowly started to become almost friends, they drank together and ate for the next few days. In the morning, Goretto awoke them to find that their ship was under attack and that they needed to be escorted out immediately. And so as such, uh, King George III and George Washington realized that this was their chance to escape. They had seen going through the hall a couple times to have meetings with Jira and Jito, some form of strange ship, smaller than the other ones. Little did they know that these were actually escape pods set to some place far different, some place that we'll have to cover later. So as such, when the time came, King George and George Washington both teamed up, seeing as they had learned to become stronger in that cell, and after the meetings, they defeated Goretto. After Goretto was dead, they decided maybe to try to ransack his body, see if there was anything useful there. What they found was actually very helpful. They found three things on him. What appeared to be something that looked like a musket, but no blade on the end. And, like, it shot out the same form of laser that Jito had done? It was very confusing to both of them. However, they also found what appeared to be a long, sharp sword. Now that's something that George Washington could use. They also, within it, found a key card. So, before they left, uh, as the ship was failing, they took all the food they can and loaded it into that pod with them. Suddenly, as they were about to leave, Jira greeted them. Earthlings, you're trying to escape after like all Techno we've been through. Video is still number two on trending. I'm sorry, a relative of mine. Uh, not right now. I'm actually working on this. Anyway, back to the, uh, story. Where are you going, Earthlings? 
I can't let you leave, or you will die. I'm afraid that I must stop you here and now, one way or the other. Although it would be better to keep George Washington intact. Then I guess I'll just have to settle for killing King George III. As they were both in horror, they drew their newfound weapons, but they knew they couldn't defeat her. As she leaped at them with all vigor, they knew that their lives were over. Suddenly, a large crash and a dent in the ship made her fly backwards. This was their chance to escape. They quickly entered the pod and shut the door. As Jira ran after them at full force and started charging up one of those strange gravity tractor beam things that uh, they had seen Jito use simply a couple days ago when they killed Jiro, or when they killed Goros. So, at the last moment, Jiro fired off that blast, but it was too late. The two Georges had luckily escaped with their lives, and as it mists, the only thing it hits is the opposing ship. A huge explosion. And luckily, just barely, the two Georges narrowly avoid it, hoping that wherever this pod was coordinated to take them could keep them safe, well, and alive. Alright, so that's where I'm going to stop for today. Or, for now at least. But, if you guys liked this, uh, make sure to... uh, keep watching it and just give me all your support that you guys can but yeah so this is part two tell me if you liked it tell me if you liked the voice acting and a lot of the sound effects because that was all me uh and so yeah with that stay retro i'm nick signing off Bye bye